All right, we're on. Alrighty, welcome to Badass Women in History. I'm Karis. It's Kaylee. And we're here to tell you about Badass Women in History. Badass Women in History, <laughs> as per the title and the past two episodes we've had. So thank you again for listening. This is awesome. We, Karis and I have so much fun doing this and we have so much fun knowing that at people, least two people like it. <laughs> yeah, that people do listen, and it's just something fun for us to do. It's something that we like to do for our friends, and yeah. it's very awesome. Alrighty, so let's get started with the um, very loosely coined current events section. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes. So you go first because I'm excited about yours. <laughs> Slash bitter. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So my <laughs> current event. Um. Do I just deem it? Just that fucking Insta post. You know what from you're that <laughs> from that uh, dude trip like at trip. T-R-I-P-P on Which, how Insta. Did even, how do you even get that? Is that his first name or his last name? I don't know. Oh. I don't even want to look at his full account because I've heard bad things about, like, everything else on his account. Oh, God. Okay, so the picture is him in chubbies, those fucking salmon-colored nasty-ass oh, shorts, and a bro tank on the beach with, it looks like, um, his significant other, um, her name is Sarah. And she is beautiful, and she is in a beautiful one-piece swimsuit with oranges on it. Yeah, and it is, like, the cutest thing that I've ever seen. Um, but they're on the beach, and they're hugging each other, and they're looking at each other. It's a very, very sweet picture, and they are a cute couple, you know, a typical... Yeah, uh, and the picture's white. nice. Like, it's a very thing, nice. Like, oh, that's cute. Yes. I didn't think You don't think twice of it. of it. They look like a normal couple. Sarah looks like... Any regular person, literally, like, that's what, that's, like, I feel like I'm the same size as her. Yeah. Um, and it has 29,000 likes on it, and it has really gone viral. There are a lot of articles on it now, um, either, like, applauding trip for this, um, post, or a lot of, like, satire articles about it. Um, I've done some, uh, jokes, some Twitter jokes about it, um, but let me just read it for you. This is a big paragraph, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna read the whole thing because it's kind of just annoying. Um, I love this woman and her curvy body. As a teenager, I was often teased by my friends for my attraction to girls on the thicker side, ones who were shorter and curvier. Even girls, (laughs) fuck, I'm sorry, this is so annoying. Girls that the average, in parentheses, basic bro might refer to as quote-unquote chubby or even quote-unquote fat. Then, as I became a man and started to educate myself on issues such as feminism and how the media marginalizes women by portraying a very narrow and very specific standard of beauty, parentheses, thin, tall, lean, I realized how many men have bought into that lie. For me, there is nothing sexier than this woman right here. Thick thighs, big booty, cute little side roll, comma, etc. Her shape and size won't be the one featured on the cover of Cosmopolitan. Um, side note, why the fuck not? She's hot as hell. Side I note, she has. Would buy, <laughs> I would buy that article. Like, I would buy that issue of Cosmo. Like, you're telling me that. She, okay. 
She, he just, like, knocked his girlfriend all while trying to build she her just, up. Like, called, he just called his girlfriend fat. Like, I, yeah, and, like, that's not even a bad thing, but he's making it seem like a bad thing. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm getting off track. Cosmopolitan, but it's the one featured in my life and in my heart. There is nothing sexier to me than a woman who is both curvy and confident. This gorgeous girl I married fills out every inch of her jeans and is still the most beautiful one in the room. Guys, rethink what society has told you that you should desire. A real woman is not a porn star or a bikini mannequin or a movie character. She's real. She has beautiful stretch marks on her hips and cute little dimples on her booty. Girls, don't ever fool yourself by thinking you have to fit a certain mold to be loved and appreciated. There is a guy out there who is going to celebrate you for exactly who you are. Someone who will love you like I love my Sarah. What the fuck? So, Uh, he's, I, I, I get it. Like, he's, he thinks he's doing something great by posting this. Mm -hmm. He's being a white male this is his white male brand feminism. Right. You know. But he doesn't realize that he's doing more damage. Mm-hmm. He's making good. he's making it seem like he deserves a prize for loving his wife. He makes it seem like loving a woman who is quote unquote curvy is like an amazing feat, like... And even in a post that's supposed to be all about her, it's actually just all about him. him. And how he's, like, this good guy. And it's... She literally looks like a size 12. And... So, it's just like, okay, well, thank you, Trip, for deeming the average size woman lovable. That's Awesome. We work so hard for, your, for your approval and affection. I work so hard to maintain my size 10 figure for you to please other white dudes. The thing is, what bothers me about this is also this fake feminism from dudes. And it's something that I've come across um, a lot lately. Dudes who say that they're allies, but they still don't get it. They only say they're allies and they're feminists when it's good for them. And they only um, talk about how beautiful and strong the women in their lives are because they love them and they deem them fuckable and attractive and... They are only valuable when they are attractive. Yeah. And, um, they are, like, only real women are this, this way. Like, I hate how so many times people are like, real women have curves, and it's like, so girls that are just, like, naturally skinnier just aren't real people? And... People like this, like, guys like Trip who talk about this, um, type that he likes, it's an average size, and guys only say that they like chubby girls when they're, like, an hourglass figure, like, when they have big boobs and a big butt, and God forbid they have small boobs and a large stomach. Like, God forbid they're anything but an hourglass. 
you know, good for you, Trip. You like stretch marks. Thanks for a fetish, fetish, fetishizing. Fetish. (laughs) I'm sorry. Um, stretch marks and dimple, like, stuff that's so normal. And I also really don't like his line where he says, Guys, rethink what society has told you that you should desire. A real woman is not a porn star or a bikini mannequin or a movie character. She's real. Um, newsflash trip, like, uh, porn stars are real people, too. And uh, I, that's just some straight up uh, sex worker exclusionary feminism, and I don't uh, ride with that because uh, sex workers are real women too. They're just uh, trying to make their living too. So, you know, I'm just uh, not here for this trip. But one good thing to come out of this is that there have been a bunch of like really funny uh, satirical articles about it, and I encourage uh, hashtag check out Kaylee's Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I retweet a lot of them, so check out my Twitter. Yeah, it's uh, really funny. I also retweeted one where it was this Insta, and then somebody quoted it, and it was like, "National male hero probably lets his wife drive sometimes too." <laughs> so bad. But, yeah, this uh, just sucks because now I feel like this is just kind of going to open the door for making curvy and average size and just, like, all women of all shapes and sizes feel like their man is such a prize just because they do the bare minimum for them. So, I don't know. I just want to hold my bros out there listening accountable. But if you're listening, you probably already hopefully feel the same way. Amazing. We do anyway. Alrighty. Cool. So then, I don't, do you know, you don't know what mine is. No, I don't. Mine isn't even really a current event. Well, I just told you what mine was because I was wondering maybe you would choose the same thing as me. No, mine is just hip dips. What? (laughs) (laughs) Because that's all I've been talking about on my Twitter. Yeah, that's true. Um, Because there was some Buzz, I'm sure it was BuzzFeed article, because what's new, that was like, 15 reasons to love your hip dips. And I was like, what? What is it? So I pulled up the article. And up next on, I didn't know I had hip dips. Uh, which apparently is a thing I have. You do? Yeah. What is it? So it's literally the slightest, like, I couldn't, I had to look at like 10 or 20 pictures of them before I was, before I could really see what they were pointing out. And it just means that your hips are a little bit higher on your torso. So like, then you kind of like, so, and I'm doing a, for those, for listeners at home, you can't see, and I'm not we wearing like doing So, like, it kind of, like, curves in on, like, your butt. Yeah, like, you, yeah, you have them. This? Yep. It, like, curves in, like, right there. Oh! That's it, literally all it is! <laughs> oh, I thought everybody had that. No, apparently not! Well, I don't know if my dad has that then, too, because we have the same body. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's, like, literally that. And this? Yeah. Well, I just, I thought that was my love handle. Okay. Yeah, I was like, I was like, so wait, so I, do I have love handles? I don't really know what's what going on. What is this? But oh. it's like something I've always liked that I had because, I don't know, I was just like, oh, that looks cool. I'm thick. I'm thick. <laughs> Hashtag thick with two C's. Yes. Um, yeah. Anyway, cool. so then I was like, well, shit, is this like not a thing that everybody has? Mm-hmm. And then I would, I would venture to say majority of the population has it. Yeah, but we're not supposed to love them? Uh, I don't know if we're not... Well, and then I went on Pinterest, and it's, like, ten exercises that get rid of hip dips. I look at Which I literally don't know 
How do you do that? I don't even know if you can, I don't think that's something you can do. That's like, that's like a thigh gap exercise. Like, I really don't think that's a thing you can actually get rid of. Because it's just how your body's made. Mm-hmm. But I like mine. Yeah. So, I don't know if it's trendy or if it's not trendy. I hate how, like, body stuff is trendy. Yeah. I think that's so annoying. So, that hip dips, man. Love your body. Short and sweet, and I have hip dips. Of hip tips, love your body. <laughs> Can we make that into a button? Can we make? I have hip tips. Yeah, I have hip tips. Love, and then at the at the bottom it says "badass woman." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be so funny. Oh my god. Okay, so that is. Uh... Oh my gosh, I feel so silly because I talked for like two hours about that fucking Instagram. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So let's take a quick musical interlude. Yeah. And then uh, get on to our badass women. Alrighty, dudes, let's go. Alright. Awesome. Uh, Welcome is it back. My week to go first, or is it yours? Um... Whatever you'd mi- like to do. I think it's mine. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I have no idea who... We have no idea who's each other's are again. Um, One of these times we are going to choose the same person. Oh, I'm positive. So mine is Annie Oakley. Ooh! Yay! That's cool. So I don't... I was thinking of the musical Annie Get Your Gun last week, and then I was like, that would be a good one. Um... So, yeah, so Annie Oakley was born Phoebe Ann Mosey, August 13th, 1860, and she was an American sharpshooter and exhibition shooter, and she uh, realized how talented she was when she was 15 years old. Um, And there's a musical about her that's... I know her. Um, She was born in a cabin less than two miles northwest of Woodland in Ohio, uh, and it was a rural... I can't say that word. Rural? Rural western border country of Ohio. Uh, her birthplace log cabin site is about five miles east of North Star. And they have, there's a little plaque. Uh, her parents were Quakers of English descent from Pennsylvania. Uh, and they married in 1848. And they um, had her in 1860. Um, she was the sixth. Uh, of Ch- Jacob and Susan's nine children and the fifth one of the seven surviving. And then all of her siblings. Da, 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 da. Uh, da, 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 da. Beca- uh, because of poverty following the death of her father, Annie did not regularly attend school as a child, but she did attend um, in childhood and then later in adulthood. Um, on March 15th, 1870, at age nine, she was admitted to Dark County Infirmary along with her elder sister, Sarah. Sarah Ellen, sorry. And she was put in care of the infirmary superintendent, uh, Samuel Crawford Eddington, and his wife, Nancy, and she taught them to decorate and sew. Uh, And then in 1870, she was um, bound out to a local family to help care for their infant son um, on the false promise of 50 cents a week and an education. And the couple was the worst. They wanted somebody who could pump water, cook, and who was bigger. Uh, and then she was uh, there for about two years in what was considered near slavery. Um, she would often have to do boys' work. She was put out in the freezing cold without shoes as a punishment sometimes. Uh, 
they treated her like shit. Yikes. And she called them the wolves. Um, and she actually never um, revealed the couple's name, which is more than what I, like, in, like, publications later on, which is more than I would do. Well. Um, and she ran away from them in 1872. Um, she had met and lived with the Eddingtons and then returned to, returned to her mother's home at age 15. Uh, and her mother at that point was married a third time to Joseph Shaw. Uh, Annie began trapping before the age of seven and hunting and shooting by the age of eight to support her siblings and widowed mother. She hold, sold hunted game to locals in Greenville um, and they shipped it to Cincinnati. And then she also sold the game herself just directly to restaurants and hotels and she actually paid off the mortgage on her mother's farm by the time she was 15. Damn. She became well known throughout the region um, and on Thanksgiving Day, 1875, there was a shooting act being performed in Cincinnati. Traveling show marksman and former dog trainer Frank E. Butler, uh, who was an Irish immigrant, pay- placed a $100 bet per side uh, with inflation, $2,181 today, uh, with Cincinnati hotel owner Jack Frost, the bu- Jack Frost. Jack Frost. <laughs> That butler could beat any f- local fancy shooter. Um, and so the shooting match was between Butler and Annie, who is still, at the time, 15 years old. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, the last opponent Butler expected was a five-foot-tall 15-year-old named Annie. <laughs> and after missing on his 25th shot, Butler lost the match and the bet. Um, and then he soon began courting Annie, and then they got married. Oh. Yeah. How old was he? Um... He was born in 1847, and she so, was born in 1860, so he was 13 years oh, older. Okay. That's not too bad. But well, he's 20. 15. 15. So he's 28, courting a 15-year-old. Yeah. Well, different times. Different times. Different times. Different times. They didn't have any children, so mm-hmm. for all we know, they never had sex. <laughs> yeah, that's a different time. <laughs> that's a different time. Um, He could be, like, 40, then I'd be like, hmm. Yeah, um, and I mean, it would be different if she wasn't 15. And there's, there's like, different different accounts on when that ex- that shooting match actually happened. It might have happened in 1881 and not 1875. Um, they're not totally sure, but that's how, like, the legend goes. Um, and they got married a year afterward, and they, on June 20th, 1882, in Ontario. But others say that it was in Cincinnati in 1876. Um... There's a lot of weird stuff that goes on. I so mean, still a long time ago. Yeah. Um, and then she pretty much started her show career. Um, throughout Oakley's show business career, the public was often led to believe that she was five to six years younger than her actual age. Um, so claiming the marriage date would have supported her fictional age. Um, but they lived in Cincinnati for a time. Oakley, this... Um, was her stage name that she adopted. Uh, and when they started performing together... Um, and they joined Buffalo Bills Wild West in 1885. At five feet tall, Oakley was given the name, I'm going to mispronounce this, Watenya Cecilla. Why? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. By by a fellow performer, Sitting Bull, um, rendered little sure shot in the public advertisements. Hmm. Yeah. Um, During her first engagement, 
Um, she had a tense professional rivalry with rifle sharpshooter Lillian Smith. Uh, Lily Smith was 11 years younger than Oakley, age 15 at the time that she joined the show, which might have been the primary reason for Oakley to alter her actual age years later due to Smith's press coverage becoming as favorable as hers. Um, so she made herself young. Yeah, she wanted to be younger because it was more impressive if she was younger. Yeah. Which she was still impressive, but... But she was... So Lillian was 11 years younger. Okay. Yeah. So she was doing stuff when she was, like, four. Oh my god. I think. Wow. Yeah, really Oh, well. wait, no, maybe, maybe... Well, like, maybe, like, no. ten. JK, um, she was 11 years younger. She was 15 at the time she was competing against Oakley. Oh, okay, okay. so Lillian was 15. Yeah. So she, okay, and so then Oakley was, like, oh... 26. 26, so yeah. then she would say she was younger. Yeah, she was younger. Got it. That makes sense. Gotta do what you gotta do to bring in the dough. And then, um, she left the Buffalo Bill show, but returned two years later, um, once Lillian just departed. Same. Um, and then they toured for three years as America, and Oakley was America's first female star. She earned more than any other performer in the show, except for Buffalo Bill Cody himself. And then she also performed in many shows on the side for extra income. Uh, when she went to Europe, she performed for Queen Victoria of, uh, England, King Umberto I of Italy, President Marie-Francois Sadi Carnot of France, uh, and other crowned heads of state. Oakley was supposedly shot the ashes off of a cigarette by the newly crowned German Kaiser Wilhelm II at his request. And then 1892-1904, they made their home in New Jersey. Oakley promoted the service of women in combat for the U.S. Armed Forces. She wrote a letter to McKinley on April 5th, 1898, offering um, the government the services of a company of 50 lady sharpshooters who would provide their own arms and ammunition to the war um, to, should the U.S. go to war with Spain. The Spanish, and then obviously that war didn't happen. Um, um, and her... Oh, wait, there, Jake. The war did happen, um, but her offer was not accepted. Teddy Roosevelt did, however, name his volunteer cavalry Rough Riders uh, after the Buffalo Bills, Wild West, and Congress Rough Riders of the World, where Oakley was a major star. And then McKinley was um, fatally shot by an assassin in 1901, and Oakley was also badly injured in a train accident that year, but she recovered with temporary paralysis and several paralysis, paralysis words are hard. And five spinal injuries. Wow. <laughs> she left the Buffalo Bill show in 1902 and began a quieter acting career in a stage play written especially for her, The Western Girl. Uh, Oakley played the role of Nancy Berry and used a pistol and rifle and rope to outsmart a group of outlaws. And then... Uh, she taught uh, over her career 15,000 women how to use guns. She believed it was crucial for women to know how to use a gun, not only as a form of physical and mental exercise, but also to defend themselves. I, she said, I would like to see every woman know how to handle guns as naturally as how to handle babies. Ooh. Yeah. And then in 1912... Um, Annie, the Annie Oakley house was listed on the National Register of Historic Places. Uh, in 1917, she moved to North Carolina and returned to public life. 
and she passed away. Uh, her health declined in 1925, uh, and her um, she died on November third, November third, 1926, and she was cremated in Cincinnati. Uh, and they'd been married for about 50 years. But yeah. Um, so yeah, that's Annie Oakley. She is one of those badass women who kind of just stepped into a man's world, provided for her family, and was like, fuck it, this is this is what I do. I shoot the guns. I shoot the guns. I shoot the guns, uh, and she made a better life for herself with this skill. And, yeah. That's awesome. I'm not a gun person. I know, me neither. Which is like, but, uh, again, a different time. They were, you know, and she was shooting for... Uh, at least to begin with, game to eat, yeah, eat with and sell with. Yeah, she um, And it was also at a time where you, it was probably way more beneficial to have a gun to protect yourself. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I think she's pretty cool. Yeah, she's a wonderful, definitely a badass woman. Yeah. So. Okay. Cool. That was great. Thank you. Yeah. I actually didn't really know a lot about her besides that. Yeah, I didn't she, until I looked into her too. But. Shoots guns. <laughs> That's it. And she also inspired the play. And you get your gun. And you get your gun. Cool. Okay, so uh, my badass woman this week is Lizzo. Do you know Lizzo? No. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. Um. So, like Jane Goodall last episode, this badass woman is also uh, pretty personal for me, so I'm excited to share. Um, she was... So, first off, I'll, like, preface this saying, uh, she's a rapper, a singer. She's actually a classically trained flautist, that's how I say it. What? A flute player. Oh. Um, dancer, and just, like, a really awesome advocate for body positivity, which I'm happy that you talked about hip dips because she talks about <laughs> it a lot. She's a really good body posy person. Um, she's an advocate for women's rights, especially women of color, and just all around such an amazing uh, musician and human being. Um, after this, I'll definitely have to show you a bunch of songs. Yeah, she's please. awesome. I can also we have a picture together. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, Lizzo was born Melissa Johnson in Detroit, Michigan, and then she moved to Houston when she was 10. Um, but she really got, like, her start in, um, I don't say she got her start in music in the Twin Cities, but that's where she, like, her act originated. Mm -hmm. Like, that's where she started making her connections and stuff. She's a really big, um, figure in the Twin Cities, especially Minneapolis. She did backing vocals for, like, Harmar Superstar, if you know oh, him. Oh, cool. Um, she also was in Girl Party. And Girl Party, like, actually came to U of D and performed at Amsoil oh, my crazy. freshman year. They opened <laughs> up for like Juicy J. Yeah. Oh, and I didn't, cool. like, I didn't realize at the time that, like, that Lizzo was, a, was there. Yeah. Did because you know? then I ended up seeing Lizzo. Yeah, and then I ended up seeing Lizzo that fall at the Red Herring Lounge. Oh, okay. Yeah, for the Super Big Block Party. Okay, sorry, I'm getting off track. Nope. I just so I I before I dive too deep into this, um, I want to say that Lizzo is only 29, and there's not like a bunch of historical stuff about her. So I uh, just have I basically watched about a hundred interviews. It felt like amazing, and I dug through like all of her social media, and I've kind of just like put everything together. 
Um, so bear with me. Um, so Lizzo is only 29 years old, and uh, so like I said, she I got a lot of my stuff from just watching interviews from her, and uh, I listen to a lot of her music right now, and like her music really speaks for who she is too, so that's a really helpful. So, just to give you a heads up, if you're not super big into hip-hop music, you probably still have heard her songs in movies or in commercials. Pretty sure you know when, like, you, you get a song on a commercial, it's called The Sync, I'm pretty sure. And basically, like, people hear it so often, just, like, on the commercial, that when they actually, like, hear the song, like, on the radio or something, it, like, sparks, like, familiarity, you know? So then it makes people, like, like it more. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, you should probably... Definitely check out her work because it's really, really awesome. And my personal favorite songs are called Good As Hell, Worship, and Let Em Say, which is a duet with Carolyn Smith, who also is a really badass uh, female musician. My first ever Lizzo song I heard was called Batches and Cookies, and it came out in 2014. And so since then, she's blown up, especially since she played South by Southwest last March. And, like, she took it by storm. Like, a lot of famous people really... um, like her, they tweet her a lot. I follow her Twitter, and they tweet her a lot. Um, like, the actor that played John Paul Raphael, <laughs> Raphael yeah, yeah, from yeah. Rack, and also Lauren Duca, like, the writer for Teen Vogue. Um, they listen to her, so she's really awesome. Um, you can find her on Twitter at Lizzo, L-I-Z-Z-O, and on Insta at Lizzo, B, B-E, eating. Lizzo, B, eating. Lizzo talks a lot about growing up in Texas. Um, she was in the band at school where she was their best flute and piccolo player. She describes herself as being very nerdy and insecure when she was young. But when she was like seven, in seventh grade, she met a bunch of girls who were into rap music. That's when she says she started caring about like her hair and fashion and boys. Um, and she says that's kind of when a lot of her, like, insecurities stem. Um, I have read a lot about this in, like, the hair industry for black women is, like, a $9 billion industry. Holy shit. Basically to, like, make black women feel self-conscious about their natural hair. And to buy, like, wigs and weaves and stuff. So Lizzo said that's when a lot of her insecurities stem from when she was worried about all of her hair and fashion and all that. Um, but along with that, when she was like 13-ish, 12, that's when she realized that she was a good rapper and she realized she could freestyle. And that's really cool because like, not a lot of rappers can, can freestyle, you know? Yeah. Um, it's a good skill, but not all of them can and she realized she could freestyle. She said she would call in, um, radio stations and there was this radio station she would listen to in Houston that, um, like, once a week they would have, like, f- people call in to freestyle. And then if you were, like, the best, you'd win, like, concert tickets and stuff. Oh, cool. And so she would always win that. But she would, like, just use freestyling to just, like, win stuff. Like, she didn't think she, she was She was like, <laughs> I can get concert tickets Yeah, because she was little. <laughs> like, she was just, like, 13. And people would say that she was so good. They'd be like, who are you? And she'd be like, I'm Lizzo. Like, she already had, like, her name when she was I little. Um, and, but she really talks about how she kind of had, like, two personas. Her rap persona, Lizzo. And then the classically trained uh, flautist persona, Melissa. Um, she thought that being able to play the flute 
and getting a scholarship to college somewhere for it, and then eventually playing in a symphony somewhere was how she was going to make it, not rapping. And so she kind of, like, focused the most on the flute, um, and then rapping was just, like, for fun. And in an interview, she talks a lot about how she thinks it's so funny how, like, the exact opposite happened. Yeah. Like, she's a really, really good flute player. Like, Well, it, like, super means that you're, like, such a talented artist if you mm-hmm. can be both a, like, a rapper and then a classical musician. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, I'm just good at everything. Yeah, she's really good. I have listened to her YouTube videos. And in a lot of her tracks, she does play the flute. Um, so, yeah, Lizzo talks about love, self-love and acceptance a lot. She talks about how growing up she was always so self-conscious of being a bigger girl. She was super insecure, especially about her size. She's 5'10", and um, and she's self-conscious about her hair. And so she says in her early 20s, she started realizing that taking care of your body is the most important thing, regardless of its size or shape, and that loving yourself is super important. So she turned her negative feelings about her body into something super positive. Um, she embraced herself um, and her shape, and she just like says she she exercises for like mental health, not to lose weight. Yeah. Yep. She exercises well, like, for like like she dances like fitness, on stage. Yeah. yeah. She doesn't exercise to lose weight. She exercises to like clear her mind and uh, yeah. Um, Which is really how like, mm-hmm. and she <laughs> right and she dances on stage and um, th- she's just such a wonderful person. Um, she tags a lot of her pictures in her uh, twerking videos with like hashtag UBW Big Black Women and uh, she just like incorporates um, her confidence into everything she does. She is uh, just such a positive role model for women everywhere. So sweet and caring and. She talks a lot about how her music has always been conversational, which is true, and that's what makes her music so fun to listen to, so you kind of feel like when you're listening to her in the car, on the radio, you feel like she's, like, sitting in the passenger seat with you, Mm -hmm. um, just, like, chatting with you, um, or she's, like, on the phone with you. Um, she also recently spoke up for Black Women's Equal Pay Day, which was on July 31st. Oh, nice. Um, Black Women's Equal Pay Day represents how much longer black women have to work than a white man to earn the same amount of money. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Um, she also has an all-female crew, which is really cool. Every time I've seen her in concert, she always talks about how, like, her crew is all-female. Like, oh, her like, backup dancers are all-female, her DJ... Female, like, everything. Her roadies, everything female. Um, And she also really likes them. She likes uh, hiring, like, bigger girls as her backup dancers. Um, She calls them the big girls. (laughs) (laughs) And with, like, R's, though. Like, big girl (laughs) girls. Um, So, yeah, like I said, I've seen her once with her original band, Girl Party, and that was, like, in 2015, and then two other times, once at the Red Herring Lounge here in Duluth, and then at Soundset in 2016. Every single time she performs, she talks about being a big girl in a small world. That's, like, oh. a lot of, like, her album is Big Girl, Small World. And, um, and she just talks about supporting women and loving your body, and she's just a, a role model for women everywhere of all ages. She doesn't just talk about this she really just shows it um emanates it um 
like, on her social media accounts, in her music, on stage. She really just shows, like, true self-love and self-care. And she talks, like, she openly talks about going to therapy and just, like, working out to, like, better her body, not to just, like, lose weight. Um, and she really, like, likes about just, like, being a big girl. She talks a lot about how she, like, just, it feels like her persona is to be just, like, big and, um, even though she's 5'10", like, when dudes, like, walk in and she's, like, talking to them, she'll just be like, yeah, I'm taller than you, and they'll be like, no, you're not, and then she'll, like, stand up, and she's 5'10", and she's clearly not taller than this dude who's, like, 6'4", but she's like, I feel taller, like, I feel powerful, and I think that's super cool. That's, yeah, that's really cool. And, um, she... (laughs) Honestly, I wouldn't, if I wouldn't be risking getting sued, I would just, like, play her entire discography instead of, uh... The rest of this podcast is actually going to be, The entire discography of Lizzo, because, like, she just, her lyrics are so amazing, and they really just, like, she just sings, like, her message, you know? Um, she's just a really amazing person, and I've seen her on stage multiple times, I do have to talk about the time that I met her. Oh, yeah. I'm not, like, saying it just to be like, ooh, I'm so cool that I <laughs> met her. Um, no, because it, it really had a profound effect on me, actually. I had VIP tickets for Soundset back in uh, 2016. This and, is that Red Herring? Or? Nope, Soundset, that's on... Oh, I'm sorry, you're not from Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> Soundset is at the Minnesota State Fairgrounds. Oh, okay. And it's put on by the Rhymesayers record label in Fifth Element, the music store. Okay. Um, It's put on um, Memorial Day weekends at the State Fair. It used to be at Canterbury Park, but now it's back at the State Fair. And it's just, like, a bunch of artists. Like, this year it was, like, Atmosphere, like, Miss Lauren Hill, like, they've had Kendrick, they've had had Mac Miller. I need to go to the State Fair in general. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Yeah, no, have you not been to the State Fair? No. Oh, yeah. We should go. Okay. Um, (laughs) And so it's just, like, this really big deal, and it's super, super fun. I will plug getting VIP tickets, though, and spending, like, that extra money, because you get get better meat and grits, and there's an air-conditioned tent, because it gets very hot. Yo! Yeah, it's a good investment. Um, Anyways, so, my best buddy Nicole and I were in line, and when it was our turn to meet her, we were, like, so excited. We, it was after her show already. And, oh my gosh, Good As Hell is just, like, such a banger that just, like, listening to it on, like, watching her perform it for the first time was just, like, such a moving experience, and it's just such a feel-good song. Um, But we were in line, and it was our turn to meet her, and I told her, I said, hey, it's so great to meet you, like, your positive music, like, really helped me a lot since I had just been going through a breakup. Like, it was, like, a month after, two months after, and I was like, thank you so much. Like, your music has just been, like, really helped me. Like, there's a line in Good As Hell where it's, like, boss up and change your life, and it's just like, oh! And, um, I was just like, hey, thank you so much. Like, you're, you're doing an amazing job. (laughs) You're killing it. You're, You're doing a good job. Um, and she smiled, and she, I remember she went, oh, honey, and she, like, hugged me, and then she, like, held me by the shoulders, and then she, like, sang, like, <laughs> the, the song, like, the best part of the, I know, 
I know. You're like, oh I my know. god, I have like, explode? I'll show you like the pictures because Nicole took like 50, like she just like held her finger like on the button. She captured like the whole thing where we're like coming out from the hug and I'm just like. <gasps> <laughs> but yeah, it's so sweet. And it was just like, she hugged me like we were just like old friends and she was just like there to comfort me and she it was just so sweet and I will just always look back on that so fondly and I like will tell everybody that I know about that because like I'm not trying to brag about it it's because I want people to know like like how good of a person she is and how great of a role model she is no it's like a person that cares yeah someone that truly cares and as I see her getting more and more recognized and more famous um, I can't help but feeling so proud because she's, like, a truly amazing person who deserves <laughs> it so much. Such a badass woman in, uh, present time. <laughs> <laughs> and so, if you want to know more about her, you can see and hear her on the promo for Project Runway's new season. Ooh. You can also see, like, her backup dancers on it, and one of her backup dancers is actually from Duluth. She actually was playing in Red Mountain. She was the trumpet player for Red oh, Mountain. Cool. The first time I ever pieced that together, I was I saw Red Mountain play at the Super Big Block party, and mm-hmm. she was the trumpet player. And then Lizzo came on, and then she was her backup dancer. And I was like, oh my god! And then at Sunset, she was there too. Have you ever seen Red Mountain? Mm-hmm. Their trumpet player is like this gorgeous woman, and she has like red hair and this like high ponytail, just beautiful. And um. Then I saw Red Mountain, like, last week, and she wasn't there, and I'm like, oh my god, like, she's famous <laughs> with Lizzo, like, that's so crazy, from Duluth, like, so famous. Well, now I want Lizzo to come back to Duluth, because I want to <laughs> see know. her. Yeah, oh my god, I would love for her to come back. So, she was playing at Hazelfest, but she had to cancel it, because she's actually really sick right now. Oh. I saw her on Twitter, and that's what kind of, this sounds so bad, but I was like, I saw she was sick, and I want to do it, but, like, it's because I was thinking about her, so mm-hmm. I wanted to do it. She's been on my list for a while. Um, so yeah, you can see and hear her on the promo for Project Runway's new season, on the soundtrack for the Barbershop movie that came out last year, and on just, like, all streaming services, and again, her social media is at Lizzo and at Lizzo Be Eating, and she's just, like, a real treat to follow, too. Nice. There also was an Insta account that was, like, at Lizzo Be Twerking, or, yeah, I'm pretty sure, and it yeah. was, like, all about her butt. <laughs> So a fan Amazing. made it, and Insta, like, pulled it, like, deleted it, because apparently, like, a big black woman who, like, feels good about herself is, like, too vulgar for Insta, which is some bullshit. Um, but yeah, it, she's just, uh, such a wonderful person, and I'm so happy I finally got to chat about her. <laughs> good shit. Yeah. We're gonna have to listen to her after I'll show you the yeah. song. All right. All right. So, and then we'll take a break uh, again, and then you have a badass woman from uh, hometown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or something we like need that. to have a name of the segment. I feel uh, like it's just like hometown badass Hometown women. badass women. Like everyday badass women. All so, right. yeah, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll uh, pan out. Awesome. Okay. And we're back. 
and we're back. Okay, so I have this hometown badass woman I'm super excited to share. It's our first one. And before I get into it, I do want to say I know that there's listeners out there who have badass women in their lives. And they want to send them in, but they're not. And you're procrastinating it. And we get it. But we're not procrastinating. This is the one thing in our lives we're not procrastinating. Right now. <laughs> oh, we're actually... Oh, it's for- dog. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I thought it was just like a cat scampering. Oh, Sorry. I'm so embarrassed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we want our friends to talk to us about the badass women in their lives because I know there's so many. I can't just talk about the badass I can't talk about my mom every single week, damn it. <laughs> Same. But one day I will talk about One day I will. <laughs> one day we both can. Yeah. That would be a good... Mother's oh, there's Mother's Day isn't coming up for anything. That would be a good special. Well, Do I know. we save it? Are we even going to be here? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah, we do want to hear your guys' uh, input about your badass woman in your life. So hit us up on all of our social media. Um, or just, like, tell us about it in person if you see us. I just... I really want to brag about... The badass women in your lives. And it's cool to recognize that because a lot of times it's hard to just be like, hey, I think you're so awesome because of this, 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 and this, and this. Yeah. And you feel weird, but if, let me brag about your badass woman, (laughs) then it won't be weird. Okay, so, I have a badass woman from my friend Kaylee Kane, who... I met last year, and ever since I met Kaylee Kane, she has been very vocal about how awesome her mom is. Her mom's name is Sue Fish, and Kaylee says, in short, Sue Fish is a badass woman because, number one, her name is Sue Fish, and what's really funny about that is, like, uh, we always say... Sufficiently, <laughs> like something like done so efficiently or sufficient, like it's sufficient. It's, it's sufficient. sufficient. It's, it's so funny. <laughs> She's so funny. I've talked to her on Snapchat many times. We send each other videos. Very sweet. Number two, Kaylee says she raised me practically all by herself and gave me everything. She always put me first, and I mean always. She worked a job she hated for years and years to support me and my brother and allow our family to have financial security. She drove me to and from all of my extracurricular activities. I probably did two different sports or activities a night, and she sacrificed the little free time she had to cart me around everywhere and anywhere. She won, She was and still is a kick-ass single mom, and she has never complained one bit about it. She is fiercely independent widely knowledgeable, both an incredible teacher. She is like actually a teacher, yeah. I'm pretty sure. She has students and a learner. And she is a badass woman. And then Kaylee says, I read that to my mom already and she goes, wow, I didn't know I was that badass. That's so cute. And that's so cute because that is like the reason why we do this because, you know, sometimes us gals just go about our lives just like doing the shit we feel like we need to do when we don't realize that people are watching us like everything we do and they appreciate it so much like think about how 
Like, think about one role model in your life who every time you see them do something, you are just so appreciative. Like, do you really show that every time? They probably don't know that you admire them so much. So, yeah, it's really important to recognize that. And that's why we have this segment, because it's so cool to build up the people in our lives who we think rock. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, that is it for this week. Thank you, guys. And we'll uh, continue to send us those badass women. <laughs> yeah. Um, my Twitter is at charismatic, C-A-R-Y-S-M-A-T-I-C-S. Yeah, mine's at straight out of flake. That's straight with an eight out of flake. Like forest lake. <laughs> my hometown. Yes. Thank you so much. We love you. We hope you have a good week. And, and we'll see you again uh, the week after next. Awesome. Bye. Bye.